Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Well, good morning again, and it's good to be up here, and I try not to be so excited and even like a teenager, but that's how I get. So this is what you got. Our mortality has a way of sneaking up on us. If we have the good fortune to grow older, we will wake up in the middle of some night acutely aware of the brevity of life. Yet even the young know about mortality. Ask children in hospital intensive care units or teenagers who've survived a brush with death in a car accident or more recently, the children who survived the most horrific school shooting in Texas. Jesus in today's gospel reading from John is with his friends. He's reminding the disciples again of the reality of human time, that earthly boundary that seems endless in our youth. And yet when the reality of dying catches up with us, we realize how precious life is and far too short. Jesus is acutely aware that he does not have time to say everything he wanted to say and that a lot of things will remain unsaid as well as unresolved. Listen to him again. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So it is with affection, courage, and hope that Jesus tells his followers that he is leaving them an immeasurable gift, a living advocate in God as they make their way through life. And this is the Holy Spirit whose calling of the church is to life lived out loud that we celebrated last Sunday on Pentecost. Pentecost is not about swapping the earthiness of the incarnate Jesus for the ghostliness of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is the story of God's second incarnation as the second person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit taking flesh and the followers of Jesus, the mystery of God's calling the church into being. My husband Wayne's favorite line from the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, the church is Christ existing as community. The church is Christ existing as community. And this is the good news in the goodbye of Jesus to his followers when he says, the Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. God's very nature is community, the community of Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Church community is God's blueprint for reaching the world and the flesh. Today, Trinity Sunday, is the day we celebrate that with the arrival of the Holy Spirit, the church now has a complete picture of the nature of God, who calls into being as creator, 
who loves into wholeness as son, and who gathers into reconciling community all of creation by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's own self is community. The Father sending the Son who sends us the Holy Spirit. And to speak of the Trinity is the way that we remember that God's very way of being in relationship with us is reflection of God's own way of being God. Now, to speak of the church is not just to speak of the gathering of those who have been called to follow Jesus. Your parish, St. James, becomes the church as it reflects the compassion and the wisdom of the Trinity revealed by God the Father and Mother, Jesus the Son and Child, and the Holy Spirit as feminine wisdom. It's no wonder the Catholic theologian Karl Reiner called the church an extension of the incarnation. Being human was Jesus' way of being God. And calling the church into being is the Holy Spirit's way of bringing to life the wisdom of God's child. Being in the community of the church is the way that we're called into relationship with the Trinity. Thus, the community of the church is essential for our formation as sisters and brothers who claim a Christian identity. We are the church only to the extent to which we model what God has in mind for all of humanity. Thus, being in community comes as both gift and accountability. Whether you are a recent newcomer or have been here for years, to remain a member of any church community requires commitment, openness to the stranger, willingness to give of ourselves, concern for the common good, not just concern for those most like us, humility, equal doses of patience and forgiveness. To be a Christian is to develop a deeper consciousness of our own mortality as an essential ingredient of Christian community. I have had two life-altering encounters, encounters with mortality, each time pronounced clinically dead more than once. And yet, obviously, I survived. And I will very briefly share one of them with you as a palpable Trinitarian encounter. On October 1st, 2004, Wayne, my husband, three English budgies, two cats, our first Bernese mountain dog named Frida and I moved into the rectory owned by St. Thomas's Parish in DuPont Circle in Washington, D.C. On October 4th, three days later, I was rushed off to the emergency room of George Washington University Hospital, the very hospital where I had been born a handful of decades earlier. A long day and night of consultations, tests, and emergency surgery left me with a foot-long scar and months of pain and recovery that dominated much of my first year 
as the first female rector of St. Thomas's Parish, the church where President Roosevelt once served on the vestry and where his wife Eleanor was the first woman invited into their pulpit. As the pre-surgery hours passed, I remember the uninvited awareness of life draining out of me, preceding an internal knowing that time had run out to say the things that needed to be said. I recall holding tightly onto Wayne's hand. We had been married for only one year, as if somehow it would keep me on this earth. And I kept telling him, number one, how very much I loved him. And they had changed my life, helping me to become the person God created me to be. I never wanted to get married. I was old when I got married. Two, that he needed to express all this to my family and friends that I listed by name. And three, the overwhelming sadness that I was going to be deprived of serving the community of St. Thomas's parish. Wayne remembers his fear peaking when I urgently requested, just before I was sedated for surgery, to read all of the I Am passages from the Gospel of John where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world, the door of the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth, and the life, the true vine. We both, in different ways, confronted our mortality that night. And yet what we remembered with vivid clarity was that the less hopeful things looked, the more we became aware of being sustained by a third presence in the room with us, God's Holy Spirit, holding us palpably close and drawing us into a relationship with the life of the Trinity as God wept for us, as Jesus knelt in the room with us, and as the Holy Spirit steadied the focus and skills of a community of literally dozens of medical staff that got us through the night. When relationships bear the weight of the needs and joys, celebrations and losses, of life. They bear the imprint of the Trinity. And on a smaller but no less transformative level, it is the Trinity at work anytime two persons find out in conversation with a third who they are as individuals and how being in relationship with another makes the whole greater than the sum of the parts. When Trinitarian-shaped relationships are at play among Christians in community, the church flourishes again and again. In Pentecost, God already was Trinity. What became new was the church drawn into community 
by the very breath of God. It's a Trinitarian thing we do when by the power of the Holy Spirit we welcome the newcomer, knowing that as much as they will be transformed by new relationships made possible. It is a Trinitarian thing when we rejoice at the return of a former parish member, tiptoeing back into the life of the church after a time apart. It's a Trinitarian thing that happens when by the power of the Holy Spirit and baptism and Eucharist, we celebrate our vows to love one another as God loves us. In these moments... We share in the very life of the Trinity, embracing others with hope as we allow others to reach out and touch us with the mystery of their gifts of difference. This is the mystery of life that Jesus wanted so desperately to share with his followers as his time was running out in life. Remember, he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In calling us into the community of the church, Jesus asks us to hold up one another, to bear the frailties, temptations, and failures of life together. In calling us into the community of the church, Jesus invites us into the joys and disappointments celebrations and pleasures of the goodness of life together. Living as a Trinitarian community, the church discovers how true it is that all we have and all we are and all we know is a gift from God. And the community of the church is not some idealized place where our spiritual dreams come true. It is the place where God strives to take flesh in the rough and tumble ecstasy of our lives so that we can bear the fullness of God into the world. It is a Trinitarian thing to occasionally serve St. James and enliven Christian community deepening your ministry to love as God loves. That is one of my Trinitarian things. Is a Trinitarian thing, the way you share life together as community with one another and your clergy. Now, I suspect that most of you practice your best manners most of the time. Things like, you know, shoes polished, hair clean, clothes ironed, while keeping your stomachs held in, as well as some of your thoughts and feelings. Right? Am I right? Yeah, I'm not right. You've shared unforgettable moments of celebration, as well as moments when expectations were not met. This is the sort of thing I imagine Paul had in mind when, with no small amount of self-awareness, he wrote to the new church in Rome, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. God proves his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for each of us. Faithful living in Trinitarian community, no matter what, requires and demands commitment and wisdom. 
One of the most humbling things for me to learn in my years as priest is that if we want to learn to live as the household of God, we cannot do it alone. To live as a community of recreator, redeemer, and sustainer, God had to live as Trinity. And it is this Trinitarian life into which St. James invites you. One is only a priest if there is a community to serve. And the mystery of our mortality is best shared in community. When Philip and Cheryl have the humbling role of sitting by your bedside when you're waiting for surgery, or as you're recovering from the death of someone you love, or when you share your doubts about the existence of God, as well as when you feel betrayed. Know that they are honored and serve you with the deepest humility a priest has been endowed with. Be assured, they will wipe your tears of despair when someone who gave you life died or when someone you loved has left. Here on earth, not just in heaven, we share together in the eternal mystery of Trinitarian life, made real in our Eucharist together. You have the blessed gift and responsibility and deeper Trinitarian relationships with your clergy, staff, and one another. That is something you bear. Pledge to love and forgive one another, always with the help of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God that we are the church. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen.